Hey, Notre Dame fans. Joshua Voles here, One Foot Down, the One Foot Down podcast. And uh, we're doing part two of uh, some of a recruiting uh, special, I guess you can call it, uh, here today. Yesterday we talked about, we talked about, uh, or late last night, a few hours ago, talked about Notre Dame's um, 2019 recruiting class. And before I go any further, there was one name that I forgot to mention uh, within that 19-man class so far, and that is uh, punter Jay Bramblett uh, from Alabama. Just wanted to make sure I threw that in there. I did not forget him, and that is important to know that um, as we move forward into this podcast with scholarship counts and all that, just want to make sure you all knew there is a punter on scholarship uh, on his way. So, uh, because we lose Trevor, yeah. Uh, we lose Newsom <laughs> after this year, uh, and you know all, all that's really, all that's left then is John Doerr. So Jay Bramblett is a is a big uh, pickup for Notre Dame uh, at punter, and like I had also said yet last night that the that they're looking at adding um, uh, a kicker, and his name is escaping me now, but uh, oh Leonard Hamilton, three star kicker from uh, from Connecticut, as a preferred walk on possibly. So. Just want to make sure I got that out of the way. And now we're going to talk about, um, you know, the scholarship count, uh, the roster, moves. Uh, and, and this really, I had a disclaimer in the previous podcast about um, keeping your emotions in check uh, when talking about these players. Look, you know, I love these guys. This is a conversation that, yeah, it's a tough conversation to have. But now we're talk, we're going to be in the realm of talking about guys leaving, whether that be transfers, NFL, um, you know, or whatnot. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to speculate if someone's going to get kicked off the team or anything like that. But uh, you know, we we need to talk about this because um, this really sets the table for what if we're going to talk about recruiting at all. What sets the table is what's on your roster. You know, if you put out dinner and you got, you know, for Thanksgiving and on the table is, you know, two giant turkeys and a bowl of corn, you know, you're not going to come out with another turkey, you know, and a green green bean casserole. You know, you need to go find some mashed potatoes. You know, you need to go find some rolls. You know, you may need to take one of those turkeys off. Maybe one of those turkeys is is already planning on leaving, Uh, you know. Just kind of saying, we need to look at uh, at the overall picture here to understand what's going on uh, within the recruiting class and the possibilities. And th- it extends past this class in 2020, but we won't really, we're not going to dive into that because I think once you look, it's it's hard enough to realize to understand what kind of attrition there might be before, say, June of you know, the upcoming season, let alone the following June, um, like June 2020. So we're just going to kind of keep it uh, wrapped tight with with what we have in front of us. All right, so according to our scholarship chart, there are 92 scholarships for the 2019 season. Remember, that 85 is the NCAA limit. And this number, the 92 number, is based off of guys – of the total number of guys the, there is no guesswork within my scholarship chart about who's coming back and who's not. Um, and basically that that's 
because we don't know. Nothing's official, so I wouldn't put it down just to uh, just a fit of narrative or anything like that. These are all the guys that are available for 2019. And we're going to talk about moving that 92 number down. But for right now, until you know exactly what's happening, um, they will they will be on that chart. So 92 guys, you got to knock out seven. And that's a difficult task. Uh, it's just, that's a, that's a large number of people. Now, Notre Dame has generally had high attrition at the end of the seasons and, and, for many reasons. So it's not an impossible number, but you would think about Notre Dame's recruiting class right now at 19. And I had said that they're probably looking for two more scholarships. So that's 21. So you're really looking at 94 scholarships. So now you're talking about nine players. And now that's quite a bit. So we're just going to kind of talk about the possibilities of, of how that's going to fit, how that's going to open up, what that's going to do to the team, and and uh, and all that good stuff. So, you know, let, let, let's start at a, a large elephant in the room, and that's one spot, Brandon Wimbush. It's hard to imagine Brandon coming back for a fifth year at Notre Dame if things remain the same this season. If Ian Book stays healthy and he's our starter for the rest of the season, it's hard to imagine Brandon coming back for a fifth year to play football at Notre Dame. Now, many people just want to automatically put him at wide receiver or running back and, and talk about what he's going to do at the next level. And look, you may, you're probably not wrong. You know, Brandon Wimbush isn't really an NFL quarterback. But <clears throat> it doesn't really matter what you think. It's what Brandon thinks. And that's not to say that Brandon thinks that he's an NFL quarterback either. But he may want to play another year quarterback. And if that's the case, then he's going to look elsewhere, I would imagine. I, I don't I don't see why that, um, you know, that's not a, a knock on Brandon. That, you know, I would say the blessings be upon him and his home. I mean, that way he could find a program that fits his skill set and go and play his, his final year eligibility. I, I, I don't have any problem with that at all. And I don't think that's knocking Brandon at all. I think that would be a good thing for him if that's what he wants to do. Now, if he wants to stick around and still be a backup or change positions, that's that's his prerogative too. I, I don't have a problem with any, with any of that. But I will say that I would, I would bet a 90% lean that he does take off. So, you know, we're going to keep a tally here. And we're, we're really looking at nine guys that we are nine spots that need to open up. And so right there is one. And, you know, we may end up having to talk about 14 spots. You know, you, you just, you just never know, you know, but, um, you know, then you, you move down and running backs seem pretty, you know, Dexter's graduating, you know, and none of, obviously that number, the 92 number doesn't apply to anybody that's going to be graduated this is straight straight up for the 2019 um if you're listening to this uh, on your computer you can just look down below the player you'll see the scholarship chart and you'll see exactly what i'm talking about so uh, tight end though alizé mack now mack has had a pretty up and down career at notre dame highly 
highly heralded, um, highly touted recruit coming out of uh, Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. It's been kind of a just a rough time for Mac. It's been a rough go. Um, never really got off to the start that we thought he thought he might. Got in a little bit of a situation and missed the season. Uh, he's the TikTok thing, and then he's had. You know, some poor play. He's had some good play, but he's had some poor play too as well. It wasn't. It was a guy that you looked at as like a difference maker at tight end, an extremely athletic, big-time difference maker, and he just hasn't been that yet. But that doesn't mean that he's not a good player. And because of that, you know, maybe that fifth year just isn't in the stars for him at Notre Dame. He's ready to move on. Now, most of these guys that we're talking about, they're going to be graduated from Notre Dame already. And we're talking about leaving. You know, that's a that's a huge thing. Even guys that aren't, it isn't just the guys that are listed on the chart is going to be fifth-year guys next year that can transfer as a fifth-year option. There's other guys on here, too, seniors, who will be graduated, you know, as a junior in December. Okay, and so they can transfer then and they can play their fifth year. They can play their senior year and their fifth year somewhere else. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But, um, you know, Corey Holmes is one of those guys that did that. You know, he ended up leaving the program after he graduated, I think, in. I want to say in the summertime and then uh transferred and then he would he had two years eligibility so there's there's a wide array of options as long as the guy's got their degree in hand and honestly as a Notre Dame fan and as someone who loves the university and I'm, I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way you know that's extremely that's important to me I it seems weird it's pretty arbitrary to to my fandom and my life but it's important to me that these guys get their degrees from Notre Dame you want to talk about the standard set there at Notre Dame and the higher standards of that, well, it, it only makes sense if these guys are getting their degrees. And I'm all for that. I don't, uh, I, I'm not an alum of Notre Dame, and uh, I, I don't sit there and if you're talking to somebody and, you know, you're having like that trash talk conversation with someone, I don't bring up academics. I don't start talking about, you know, all that nonsense because it's just, it's it's nonsense when it gets when it goes down to the field, really. But you know, in, in this, but in this case, I do like a guy who committed to Notre Dame when he's to stick around and get his degree. You know, after he gets his degree, what whether he has a year or two of eligibility left, I I have no problem with a guy leaving. I may want him to stay for a for a senior year and his first fifth year, you know, whatnot. But if they want to bolt and go to the NFL or maybe they're just, you know, we've had guys just not come back because they're done with football. Sean Swinar's one, uh, uh, Oh, the guard, the kid from Michigan. I, I, for some reason, his name escapes me, but you know, that, that happens. <clears throat> so anyways, so I think Max, a guy that, that would be ready to move on, um, you know, to the NFL and, and just kind of start over and, you know, kind of do his thing there and concentrate fully on, on football. Uh, you, then you go down, you look at wide receivers. Two fifth-year possibilities are Chris Finke and Miles Boykin. I would imagine Fink comes back for a fifth year. 
and, and these are guys that, that Notre Dame's definitely going to invite back. They're not, they're not going to not want your starting wide receiver and Chris Pinky back. Um, and, but Boykin, that, that could be a guy that, that decides that he's done, you know, um, he'll have his degree. Uh, he may, he may graduate this December actually. So, or maybe, maybe he already graduated in the spring. I, I really couldn't say, but either way, he's got a fifth year option. So at Notre Dame, we are, we know that, you know, they're going to, the way that their classes work out and the way that they, they schedule these things, these guys are graduating before the end of their, their academic senior year, you know, a lot of times. So <clears throat> Boykin, I, I would say he probably returns for his fifth year. You could be looking at a huge season, um, you know, award watch lists and all that stuff with a guy like Ian Book, who obviously um, likes throwing the football to Miles Boykin. But you could definitely see him leaving for for the NFL as well. I mean, that's that's definitely an option. I mean, that you know, tall wide receivers with decent speed, you know, they're wanted. He's got good hands. I mean, so there's a guy that could be there, could not be there. Hard to say. And so then you start moving down and offensive linemen, which is it's going to be a weird year, you know, in a few ways where. You know, next year there's there's only one offensive lineman that's uh, going to be eligible for a fifth year, and that's Trevor Rowland. And that might be that might get a little interesting because of what happens for the rest of the season. You know, right now Trevor's the starter in place for Alex Bars at left guard, but we've seen um, Aaron Banks come in, and you know Notre Dame's got some players there. That, that, you know, Josh Lug is another guy they could plug in. Um, so it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a, kind of a, of a different or a difficult situation that Notre Dame might find themselves in. You know, does Roland come back and compete for another year? Does he, does he decide to take his fifth year and play somewhere else? I think he's probably, I think it's not as difficult as I just said. I think he probably comes back for his fifth year, but there's a lot of guys, um, you know, that are, that are sitting there, you know, you look at across the line, you know, got Tommy Kramer, Liam Eichenberg, Robert Hainsey, Aaron Banks, Josh Lug, you know, and that's, you know, that's before he may, you know, when Roland may be your starting center the next year, uh, which would be, probably be the best thing, probably the best thing that could happen. You know, you have Trevor Roland at center, uh, your guards are probably like, uh, maybe, Lug and uh, and Kramer, and then Eichenberg and Banks are your, or and Hainsey are your tackles. I, I you, you could do a couple different combos. Probably all depends on how this rest of the season goes. But you look at Roland and you, and the career trajectory, and now he becomes kind of a really important piece maybe to next year's team. You know, he's probably, <clears throat> I would say he's probably going to be your starting center. So. It, with guys like Luke Jones and um, who will be a sophomore next year, and then fresh incoming freshman Zeke uh, Carell, um, you know, right behind him. So <clears throat> there's a guy that's probably coming back, and you know, there's your offense. So as far as fifth year options go, you're looking at guys leaving: Brandon Wimbush, Alize Mack. For, I would say those two guys are for certain, and there's there's only two right there. Okay. 
uh, possibly Boykin leaving early for the NFL. And I totally talked myself out of the possibility of Roland leaving. He's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was open to the possibility of him playing a fifth year somewhere. Nah, he's, he's coming back. So, and then sticking on that side of the ball, just looking down, just the seniors that with some possibilities. And I think, you know, Javon McKinley, he, he, I think he's definitely gone. Um, he's not, hasn't even been listed on the depth chart the last, uh, last three games. Uh, I, I just don't see any way. I, I think the next year he, and he's a senior. So, all right. So he still had with fifth year eligibility. So he could still come back for 2019 and 2020, I believe. I, I, I could, I got my asterisk there. That doesn't seem correct, but, <laughs> but I'm just going to go off of that. Either way, I think McKinley's gone. He's going to transfer somewhere else, um, get some playing time. There's just too many <clears throat> guys ahead of him, and they keep bringing wide receivers in, and they keep passing them on the depth chart. You know, next year, let's just say Boykin comes back. You know, you got Chris Fink, Miles Boykin, Chase Claypool, Michael Young. Um, you know, I, I don't know. You, you got, uh, you know, I think Kevin Austin. I mean, just there's a, a lot of guys that would be ahead of him. It just hasn't shown up. So you're probably looking at McKinley being gone. And that really rounds up how, what the what the offense is, <coughs> excuse me, is is looking at. So that that's three, I'd say, definites with Wimbush, Mack, and McKinley. And then you got, you know, maybe a maybe of, of Miles Boykin. Um, Chase Claypool is a name that I, I would imagine he comes back next year. I, you know, and none, none of this has to do with what, how good of a player would think they are and all that. Just, you know, does Chase, is Chase ready for the NFL? Probably not. Does he think he's ready for the NFL? I don't know. And that's the difference. If a guy thinks he's ready to go, if he's got a degree in hand, he may just want to jump. So, moving on to the defensive side of the ball, and I think Micah D. Treadway is a guy that's that could definitely will probably leave and play a fifth year somewhere else. And I don't know how these conversations go. You know, I mean, is it something the coaches push towards? Because I mean, right now, like I said, you're you're sitting just right now seven scholarships over. So it's a different. It's a you got to have somewhat of a game plan. Maybe it's something they already know about. But I think Michael D. Treadway is a guy that could that could go. You look down the list, Asmar Bilal is eligible for a fifth year. I think he comes back. Sean Crawford is eligible for his ninth year. <laughs> and I, I just don't – I Crawford could come back. Um, he would definitely be a person that would be eligible for that sixth year of um, playing time because of his injuries. I just don't think that he's – I'm just unsure if his body's going to do it. I, that He has been through quite a bit with his legs. And, you know, God bless him if that's what he wants to do. And I would I would be totally fine with him trying to come back for a sixth year. I just don't know if, you know, if his body's going to allow it. It's just a, been a rough go for him. And it's a shame because, you know, he's Notre Dame's best nickel. And the – as good as our defense has been this year, our biggest struggle has been at the nickel. I mean, it's it's been pretty rough. And a guy like Sean Crawford locks that down. So 
you know, that was a huge loss. And I, I had said that from the moment it happened, that it, this is a big deal. And, you know, some people didn't want to listen or didn't believe me, but I'm telling you, that's the biggest weakness to this team. It's, we have, we're like ranked in the eighties in third down defense. And a lot of that has to do because your nickel is supposed to be out there. And right now they haven't been pulled. You know, it's been kind of a crapshoot. Sometimes they'll stay in base, um, you know, or, the, or the, last week they did a pretty good job on the dime when they brought, you know, Bracey in. But, I mean, he's a, he was an important guy. But what's left in the tank for Crawford, I don't know. I think, But I think that's probably a guy you could probably count on, and I hate saying this, probably not being there next year. So, and that's, I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, that's it for guys that are eligible fifth year. I mean, we're really looking at, you know, a lot of spots that need to open up still. You know, defense, and so now you're looking at, like, you know, other guys taking off, maybe like uh, senior linebacker DJ Morgan. I mean, he's he's been a safety. He's been a rover. Now he's, I think he's listed maybe at the buck. Um you know, does does he stick around for another year as guys are just passing him left right on the depth chart? Does he want to take off and play somewhere else? Guy like Devin Studd still, who played a ton as a freshman, and now you know is is getting passed on the depth chart. Jalen Elliott, Aloe Gilmer there. Uh, you got Derek Allen still, you know, coming up as a youngin. Houston Griffith has seen a ton of time. You got a couple more freshmen coming in. I just What's going to happen with, you know, with Studstill? Is he going to want to play? And he's, you know, he, it's a, that's a tough situation. Think about it. He played as a freshman. And I'm not sure what his playing time is this year. And I, this is probably something I should have checked before I did all this. You know, has Studstill played in every game this year? I think he has. So he's taken um, – you know that that whole fifth year rule is getting thrown out the window if he if he has, but if he hadn't, you know he could have uh, an easier route um, to play right away and, and play somewhere. So you know, is, does Julian Love leave for the NFL? I, I think he definitely could. Um, you know, he, he could come back for a senior year. Don't know. I mean, these are this is a conversation that's tough because you then you you just really start looking. And so right now we have what Wimbush, Mac, Mikey Dutreadway, uh, Sean Crawford. You know that's four guys right there. Uh, McKinley and I definitely think DJ Morgan's gone. So that's two more. That's six. And then I, I think you could probably throw Stud still in that mix. And that's seven. All right. You know does Dante Vaughn come back? You got all these corners now, um, and. Vaughn's probably going to start losing some playing time for the rest of the season, uh, even with Troy Pride out. And Troy Pride <clears throat> will be back next year. You know, that could be one. Uh, some other guys that could leave for the NFL, another guy would be maybe Khalid Kareem. He's had some injury issues, you know, last couple of years. You know, you, I think uh, it was mentioned that Pittsburgh was the first game this season that Khalid hadn't come off with an injury. So maybe he's looking at uh, looking at the NFL, you know, he's, and he's having a great season. You know, it wouldn't be surprising if he decided he wanted to leave. So, I mean, 
you add that up, you know, let, let's recap one more time here. So let's just say NFL. You got two guys, Julian Love, Clay Kareem. Then you got, as far as seniors, um, that, that could transfer out as pure seniors, Javon McKinley, DJ Morgan, Devin Studstill. You know, we'll call that three. Uh, with Vaughn possibly maybe being a fourth. And then the fifth-year guys, you got, you know, Brandon Wimbush, Alizé Mack, Micah Treadway. There's three more. And probably Sean Crawford not coming back for, you know, for a six-year. So four, six. So you got nine guys right there. All right. That's nine. That's that's the number. And I just did that off the top of my head. That wasn't pre-planned, as you can probably tell from the pauses. I'm just counting along as we go here. We need seven off the roster. They're looking to add in two more scholarship players to this 2019 recruiting class. So that makes it nine. And right there are nine guys that, that could possibly not be there next year. Brandon Wimbush, Alizé Mack, Michael Treadway, Sean Crawford, Julian Love, Khalid Kareem, Javon McKinley, DJ Morgan, Devin Studstill. I, and that's all we really know. There could be a hundred different situations that happen between now and signing day and now and really, you know, fall camp for next year. Um, you know, guys deciding they could leave. Maybe a guy like like Kofi Wardlow. I don't know. That and that's that's the dangerous part right there. I think the guys that we talked about we could legitimately talk about and say there's a possibility here because of this. But when you start just start looking at other names, like I just said, Kofi Wardlow, or if you threw another name in there, uh, Drew White, uh, or another name like Isaiah Robertson, we we have no idea. And I think all the all three of those guys will will have junior eligibility next year. So do we? It would be a dangerous. It'd just be stupid just to start speculating about those those guys. I think at this moment, because we really don't know. I think the guys that we we just mentioned, we, there's more we know about, and there's a better possibility. So it, I mean, it's it's rough. The, the roster management part of this all is extremely touchy because you ha- you have to be. And Notre Dame really was aggressive the last recruiting cycle. I mean, cycle that was extremely aggressive. The way they went after guys between December and. Um, and signing day, it was it was something we haven't seen from Notre Dame before. They were they were basically saying, finally, you know, they understood that attrition happens, and they're gonna they they won an eighty five man count on the team come fall, and they recruit <coughs> recruited for that. That's something that just hasn't happened. There's it's because because that's a tough Notre Dame isn't a place where where, you know, they wean out the roster, you know, it, it's not Alabama. And I'm not saying, and I'm not sitting here and knocking those programs for that, but it, it definitely happens. You know, Alabama's a program that has been doing it for years. I mean, look at, they thin the roster out, bring them in, thin them out, bring them in. Ohio State does it. It's, is what goes on with these top tier programs. So, 
Notre Dame doesn't exactly do it that way. They they do it a different way. Now that's not to say the guys haven't been nudged, you know, in a different direction. But it's not like a guy shows up and a coach tells him, you know, scholarships are year to year. Notre Dame, it's pretty much, you know, it's your scholarships are four years. If you want to stick around, though, you stick around. Now there's been guys with medicals. Maybe they didn't have to, but they took a medical you know, hardship, you know, it happens. These guys get hurt and, you know, is it in their best interest to keep playing football? Probably not, but that doesn't mean they have to leave the university, stick around, get their degree. That's the most important thing for, you know, for most of these guys. And, you know, but I just think it's a, it's a difficult, difficult thing to do. And last year, signing 27 guys, that was a little dicey. And you started looking in lot, and then you, you started looking at, uh, you know, who might go. And that was after a bunch of attrition, too. And we were still looking at, you know, your few guys over. Who leaves? You know, who's, who's a medical? Who's looking to transfer out? And because that, that matters. You know, all up and down the depth chart, you never know what's going to happen in a season. So a guy that, you know, say a guy gets hurt, you know, is the, the next guy behind him, would it have been a, a veteran that decided to leave? But now it's going to be a, you know, a young guy. It, it makes a big difference. So <clears throat> that's why we talk about it. That's why we look at it. That's why we speculate on it. And I would say, you know, it's responsible speculation. You know, we're not, I'm not going to sit out here and throw a bunch of wild stuff against the wall. This is all pretty basic stuff. You know, there's, there's no one here that I've said that <clears throat> would be out you know, that it would be outside the realm of the possibility, <clears throat> the real possibility of these guys leaving. You know, I, I think, I mean, you know, maybe Dante Vaughn was a, is a name that probably shouldn't have been mentioned, but, you know, you just, you never know. Uh, but I think every other name that we've talked about uh, is a real possibility of not being on the roster next year. So moving forward, you know, Notre Dame's just going to have to, I think, they're really narrowing in on defensive linemen and an offensive linemen to cap this class. And like I said, uh, also with a kicker with, um, as a preferred walk on and, you know, like that guy, like Leonard Hamilton, he can earn his scholarship. I mean, it's, it's not a ch- just cause you come in as a preferred walk on doesn't mean that you stay a preferred walk on for the whole time. You know, there could be, could be at that point where you, you earn your scholarship. And I think what Notre Dame has done, and I would say, you know, I was under the impression that you would, if they're going to give you a scholarship and you were a walk-on, that it, that that is more of a year-to-year thing. But really for Notre Dame, it's been, if you're getting a scholarship as a walk-on, you're, you know, it, it's the same as if you committed, you know, it, it's guaranteed that for your eligibility, basically. It's what it seemed like lately anyways. So, and that's, I mean, that's really it. I mean, we're just, you could look at the scholarship chart down there. Um, I, I already see that I got a, got a typo in there of uh, Avery Davis, listed a, or a solicited wide receiver. We'll move him back up to running back, but um, uh, you won't see that. <laughs> but it's just, it's going to be an interesting get. So, and I, I, like I said in the last podcast, Isaiah Foskey is a defensive end that they're looking at. And then you're looking at uh, Enoch. Um, 
Big Enoch from Hawaii. <laughs> I don't pronounce his last name. I'm going to hack it anyways. But as a possibility there, offensive line. Past that, I really don't know what um, what their next top targets would be for this class. You know, And again, attrition could run wild coming up. They may know things already that no one else knows about. You know, so maybe they're going to be targeting another running back that they, you know, they're settled in on one. And I talked about Kyron Williams quite a bit in the last podcast. And I think he's definitely a guy, too, that he, this is going to sound ridiculous, but he, he kind of reminds me of Golden Tate quite a bit and just the way that he plays. So is he a true running back? Is he a slot? Is he just, you know, he doesn't, I don't think he has the top end speed of a Tate, but I just, I'm just unsure, which is great because I, I have this just this awesome feeling that Kyron Williams is going to come in, then you know, and just, just blow up in an awesome way, just to prove me wrong, which would be, which would be awesome, because I have been talking about him not possibly being, you know, that big time back, but the Notre Dame staff loved him. I mean, we're talking about they had turned away and stopped recruiting some running backs because they were narrowing on Kyron. So that I, I think that probably says a lot. And I'll stop talking about him now, but that, that's been one of the most interesting, you know, recruitments in this 2019 class, I think. Uh, just the way they're, they're going to go about all that with running backs and, and who it was. And um, it probably just as interesting, if not more interesting than what the quarterback situation was. But we're just going to leave it at that then. Like I said, um, they definitely got some work to do along that scholarship chart about guys coming back and guys not coming back. Um, conversations will be had. And regardless, there's going to be a ton of guys that are going to get NFL evaluations, guys that we probably, you know, a guy like Chase Claypool is going to get an NFL evaluation. I'm, I'm positive. Um, you know, and there could be some more names that guys looking, looking to go elsewhere possibly. You know, linebackers starting to seem like there's a, that's starting to be a kind of a cluster. Um and you don't know what's going to shake out in the spring. I mean, guys like Tranquil and, and uh, Coney being gone, there's two spots opening up. You know, I'm pretty certain Asmar comes back. Does Asmar move to the buck um, to open up a rover spot? So then you're really only you're filling up the mic and the, and the buck. Or does he stay at rover? Does a guy like Shane Simon step in at the buck then? Maybe, um, you know, Bo Bauer moving in there at – it, it, it's hard to say. And then, you know, does, if that happens, does a guy like Jonathan Jones decide that he's going to go try to play, um, you know, somewhere else? Don't know. There's a lot of situations. But right now we're just kind of eyeballing that number. Right now it's 92 over 85, so we're seven spots over. Uh, every commitment, you know, every time a guy commits, it's knocking, you know, knocking back. And that goes back all the way into, like, like you know, in – was it May? You know, since commitments in May, basically every guy that's committed, you know, we're, we're, that's a guy that has to leave. That still has eligibility remaining. So, you know, the more, all these guys that you want, all your recruiting hounds, you wanted this guy, you want this guy, get this guy, sign this guy. Well, you're also talking about someone else having to leave. So we're just basically only saying that given some possibilities and it's a situation that, um, that we'll keep it, keep an eye on. We'll keep track of uh, moving forward. So thanks for listening. Uh, there will be another podcast coming up later tonight, and that will be 
the Swagger Brothers with their swag, and uh, which will sound a lot better than this thing. Uh, so enjoy the day and go Irish.